Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Take some calls today, 887-381-3811. Our liberal line is finally back up and working. 877-381-3811. For you liberals out there, and you know who you are. You're the ones who believe the genitalia is between your ears and not between your legs. So you know who you are. Joe Biden has gone a long way in destroying our economy destroying our immigration system, destroying women's sports, destroying our uh, currency, and destroying our national security. And now he's trying to destroy the United States Supreme Court from the office of the president. The Democrat Party in all of its manifestations, whether it's the Oval Office, Congress, and the media, are now trying to destroy the Supreme Court of the United States. It had its way with the Supreme Court of the United States for 80 years. But it lost three decisions, and now it wants to burn it down. And let me be very blunt about this. They don't even care if a justice is assassinated because even to this day, the seven Democrats on the January 6th committee, the Speaker of the House, and the Democrat leader in the Senate have said all but nothing about the plot to assassinate Kavanaugh. And instead, they continue to use rhetoric that incites violence. They didn't say peacefully and patriotically protest. 
They're calling the court illegitimate. Extremist. Rogue. Stealing rights from women. And the like. And Joe Biden did it again today. Cut one, go. I'm joined by a group of Democratic governors, and we work closely to protect women's rights after this tragic reversal of Roe v. Wade. A terrible, extreme decision, in my view, upending lives and impacting on the health and safety of millions of women. And I share the. How does it do that? You're there with Democrat governors. Democrat governors. Do they not run their states? Go ahead. Outrage at this extremist court that's committed to moving America backwards. All right, so his writers have said extremist court, extreme decision. Go ahead. Fewer rights, less autonomy, and politicians invading the most personal decisions that not only women, but we'll find if they expand, expand All right, on. You're rambling on like the moron that you are. But you are a moron even before you couldn't put three words together. Notice how they keep talking about women now. Women, women. What's a woman? Women, women. They hate women. And they hate their children. They hate the children of women. Trying to brainwash them in our schools. If they ever get there. They're not for women and they're not for babies and they're not for children. Let's be blunt. And let's be even more blunt. What this party supports is infanticide. Hello! Infanticide. That's what the Democrat Party supports. That's what they support. 49 Democrats in the Senate voted for infanticide in February. All but one or two voted for infanticide in the House of Representatives, the Democrats. The media supports infanticide. Chuck Todd. Fake Tapper. Jeffrey, keep your pants on tubing. I guess we should call him Rocket Man now, Mr. Producer. But you understand my point, ladies and gentlemen. The media support infanticide. The Democrats support infanticide. One and the same. That's what they're talking about. An extremist Supreme Court. Now, no court has ever ruled in support of infanticide. None. None. But that's what the Democrats support. Before this decision was issued, we had people saying that rights are being restricted. Rights are being taken away. As I said before the decision, 35 states require an abortion to be performed by a licensed physician. 19 states require an abortion to be performed in a hospital after a specific point in the pregnancy. 17 states require the involvement of a second physician after a specific point. 43 states prohibit abortion after a second point in pregnancy, except when necessary to protect the woman's life. That means later in life or in the gestation period. 21 states have laws prohibiting partial birth abortions. 16 states use their own funds to pay for all or most medically necessary abortions. 33 states and D.C. prohibit the use of state funds except when federal funds are available. 
42 states allow institutions to refuse to perform abortions. 18 states require women to be given counseling before an abortion. 25 states require a woman seeking an abortion to wait a period of time, usually 24 hours, before receiving counseling and the procedure. 37 states require some type of parental involvement in a minor's decision to have an abortion. My goodness. And there's other restrictions, too. When you hear somebody say in a blanket way that a woman has a right to control her body, what does that mean? For the Democrat Party, it means you have a right to execute your baby. You have a right to infanticide. You have a right to infanticide. The Democrat Party doesn't talk about limitations for the life of the mother, rape or incest. You don't hear them say that, do you? No, you don't. You don't hear them say the first 12 weeks or 15 weeks or 18 weeks or 20 weeks. You don't hear them say that either, do you? They say it's a woman's body and a woman's right period even if that baby is full term in one second no advanced free society supports the extermination of babies this way none but the democrat party does It is a death party. That's what it is. It's about time that real journalists, forget about the frauds, all three real journalists and Republicans and honest Americans push back and say, you support infanticide and force the Democrats to defend their position. Second point, as I lead off the program, we've got a lot to do today. So we have a three-day weekend coming up, which means the government shut for three days in a row. How will we survive? I was thinking about that. We had Juneteenth. Remember, Mr. Producer? Wasn't that like three weeks ago? Juneteenth held on June 20th to accommodate the federal bureaucracy schedule. Juneteenth was a Sunday, but that's not good enough. We had to take off on Monday. So there's another long week and the government was shut down. And yet we survived. It's amazing, isn't it? But the private sector doesn't shut down. You still need the shop. You still need to get gasoline. You still need to do all these things, don't you? Except, of course, when Fauci and the Democrats are running things, then the private sector shuts down and the government's open. Now, why confuse people? The second point is this. The virulence and viciousness and irresponsibility that is taking place in the attacks on the Supreme Court. The focus on the black male member of the Supreme Court, Clarence Thomas, more than others, is contemptible. Five years ago, this would not have happened. Three years ago, this would not have happened. 
but the Marxists, the more radical Marxists in the Democrat Party, control the narrative. Joe Biden is a vessel through which their poison is poured. He does everything virtually they want him to do. He's unmasked now. He says this will not stand the court's decision. We're looking for get-arounds. Which means they do not support the rule of law. They're looking for get-arounds. With executive orders and legislation. You don't get get-arounds with executive orders and legislation. When the court is ruled on a core constitutional issue. And they're also attacking Governor DeSantis tonight. Because the law goes in effect in Florida that prevents schools, public schools, from teaching kids from kindergarten to third grade about sexual orientation and gender rights. That's five, six, seven, and eight-year-olds. Or four, five, six, and seven-year-olds. And they keep saying it's the don't say gay bill. Because they lie, just like they lie about women not having any rights. Now they lie about this being a war on gay people. This whole culture war that the Democrats seize on, they seize on when they're in trouble. Because there are enough stupid people in their base to believe this stuff. They're destroying the economy. They're destroying our our country from a domestic and a foreign policy perspective. They have no answers because they created the problems on inflation and gasoline and all the rest of it. So now their job is to scare the hell out of you. Scare the hell out of you. You women don't have a right to do anything with your body. It's a lie. Finally, the Supreme Court's out of the bedroom. But they don't like that. When we come back, I want to read a quote to you from Abraham Lincoln about the Supreme Court. And I want to do that for a reason. I want to take that the next step. I'll be right back. Mark Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever. And it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all. Whether America deserves our love. That's why I'm Primus. Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. I want you to think about this. 
Before I read what Lincoln had to say after the bottom of the hour, I want you to think about this. The Democrats don't give a damn about a woman's body. They don't give a damn about a woman's body. They're pushing the aborting of a baby right up to the last second. If they gave a damn about a woman's body, they wouldn't support that. They'd support something else. Adoption. They'd have some compassion. The most radical elements within these so-called women groups push this agenda. They push this agenda. The vast majority of women and men, the vast majority of Americans are good people and they do not support abortion on demand, abortion for any reason. The Democrat Party does. This needs to be made abundantly clear. So do the phony reporters on television. So do the phony legal analysts on television. CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and all the rest of them. Support infanticide. That's right, I said it. Infanticide. They support aborting a baby right before birth. They say that is a free choice. For whom? How many women even believe in that? And the same people who refuse to define what woman means. We now have a Supreme Court justice who refused to define what a woman is. Now they can't stop saying the word woman enough. These people do not support women. These people do not believe in women. Any more than they believe in black people or brown people or yellow people or red people or white people. They are ideologues. They are pushing an agenda. That's what they believe. And if race accusations will do it, they're for it. If calling a woman an it, they'll call her an it. If claiming they represent all women, then they'll claim they represent all women. When a common sense law has to be passed in Florida, basically saying, keep your sexuality and gender out of the face of my kindergarten kid. They have to say it means don't say gay. This party is filled with hate, lies, perversion, immorality, child abuse. That's the modern Democrat Party. The same one that supported slavery and segregation. I'll be right back. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. 
To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Mark Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Abraham Lincoln had a deal with a country that was already torn apart. Secession had already started. He had the decision of Dred Scott, 1858. And talking about the Supreme Court in his first inauguration, among other things. He said, I do not forget the position assumed by some. That constitutional questions are to be decided by the Supreme Court. Nor do I deny that such decisions must be binding in any case upon the parties to a suit. As to the object of that suit. While they are also entitled to very high respect and consideration in all parallel cases by all of the departments of government. And while it is obviously possible that such decision may be erroneous in any given case, still the evil effect following it being limited to that particular case with the chance that it may be overruled and never become a precedent for other cases can better be borne than could the evils of a different practice. At the same time, the candid citizen must confess that if the policy of the government upon the vital questions affecting the whole people is to be irrevocably fixed by the decisions of the Supreme Court, the instant they are made in ordinary litigation between parties and personal actions, the people will have ceased to be their own rulers, having to that extent practically resigned their government into the hands of that eminent tribunal. Nor is there in this meant any assault upon the court or the judges. It is the duty from which they may not shrink to decide cases properly brought before them, and it is no fault of theirs if other cases seek to turn their decisions to political purposes. Now, what's all that mean? That's been debated over the years. It means on great public matters, when you have two litigants in front of you, the court should not use the occasion of those two litigants to set national policy. Like in Dred Scott. That those two litigants and people in similar situations with similar issues, yes, the court can, but the court should not be making these great national decisions. Now, morons who are listening to me, not you, that morons will say, but isn't that what the court did? No, that's not what the court did. In fact, this court undid that in Roe versus Wade, the Casey decision, and actually another decision. And this court said what Lincoln said. We should not have made a national policy decision in Roe v. Wade and Casey and other cases to make a decision rather than as to those particular litigants and people in a similar position. This court followed exactly what Lincoln said. It said, we're not setting national policy. And this court, as an institution, failed to adhere to its narrow, focused mission 50 years before. 
and 20 years before. Therefore, <clears throat> we reverse what we did and the damage we did, and it's up to the states. Lincoln would have agreed with that. Now, you may remember this book called The Liberty Amendments. This book helped launch, along with Meckler's group, the Article 5 movement. And it was written, published nine years ago. Nine years ago. One of the amendments that I proposed, one of the Liberty Amendments that I proposed, in addition to establishing term limits for justices, which I still believe in, included the following. Section 4 of the proposed amendment. Upon three-fifths vote of the House of Representatives and the Senate. Three-fifths vote. Not three-fourths. Three-fifths. Congress may override a majority opinion rendered by the Supreme Court. I'll explain why I did that. Let's continue. Section 5. The congressional override under Section 4 is not subject to a presidential veto and shall not be the subject of litigation or review in any federal or state court. So in other words, Congress, three-fifths of both houses, can simply overrule a majority Supreme Court opinion. There's no judicial review. There's no action by the president. Section 6. Upon three-fifths vote of the several state legislatures, the states may override a majority opinion rendered by the Supreme Court. That is, three-fifths of the state legislatures. Not a governor, not a state court, a state Supreme Court, the legislature. Section 7. The states override under Section 6 shall not be the subject of litigation or review in any federal or state court or oversight or interference by Congress or the President. Section 8. Congressional or state override authority under Sections 4 and 6 must be exercised no later than 24 months from, from the date of the Supreme Court rendering its majority opinion. After which date, Congress and the states are prohibited from exercising the override. In other words, you either act within two years or you can't act. And the reason is to give whatever the issue is closure. Three-fifths of both houses of Congress or three-fifths of the state legislatures. They can't rewrite the decision. <clears throat> they can't embrace the minority or dissenting decision. It's up or down. Up or down. Now, why did I do that? Why did I propose that? Because it's always been my view that it never made sense, really, to me that five or six justices on the Supreme Court, or even nine, would have the final say about the great and grave issues of our day. On the other hand, I don't believe in populism and parliamentarianism either. So a simple majority to overturn a Supreme Court ruling, or a simple majority of the states, is in, it's, it's too low of a bar. It's too low of a bar. 
But three-fourths or two-thirds is too high of a bar. So three-fifths sounded about right to me. Sounds about right to me. So the body politic can have a final say. Now, that gives the power back to the people through their representatives. The federal representatives, so-called, and the state legislatures. So on a controversial issue, it cannot be said that the court, (coughs) excuse me, took from the states, from Congress, or the people, their power. Now what's really unique about what the court did here is it gave the people in the states back their power. It gave them back the power they had before the Supreme Court seized it without any authority granted to it at all under the federal constitution. But if you wanted to overrule that court decision, which would be strange if you think about it, but nonetheless, you'd have to go through this process. But that process would have also been available in 1973, when Roe was first ruled. Or 1992, when Casey was ruled. That's my view. I still think it would have been an outstanding amendment to the Constitution. In this way, a small faction of abortionists, the death cult in the Democrat Party that demands infanticide they wouldn't have a chance but the full body politic could have spoken does that make sense to you Mr. Producer and now with this war against the Supreme Court when they say they want to expand the court ladies and gentlemen what they're saying is they want a court that will rubber stamp their Marxist agenda If they felt expanding the court wouldn't help their purpose, they wouldn't support expanding the court. Now, would they? Now, would they? Just remember, and people are now regurgitating this, and that's a good thing. The Democrat Party stands for the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party stands for its own power, empowering itself. Like communist parties all over the world. The party is more important than the country. The party is the country. You understand what I'm saying? It's in American Marxism. The party is the country. The reason they're so furious about what the Supreme Court did is because they have had, over the last three score and 15 years or so, 75 years, pretty much a few bumps in the road, but not many, a list of decisions that has empowered them. So here, when you have a court that says, wait a minute, this goes back to the states, wait a minute, EPA, you don't have this kind of power. If Congress wants to do it, Congress has to do it. Wait a minute, there's a First Amendment. If a coach wants to pray in the corner of the football field and 
voluntarily. Some of his players want to join him. There's nothing that prohibits that in the Constitution. You cannot have that. Secularism is the tool of the Marxist. Centralized power is the tool of the Marxist. And here you have a centralized authority, the Supreme Court, that says, sorry, we don't have this power. We're giving it back from where it came to the states and the people. Then you have Marxists like AOC running around saying, now she wants to impeach at least four justices. Barrett, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and Thomas. She's a very stupid person. Not woman, person. As so many Marxists are. But she's given a platform by... Chuck Todd, Fake Tapper, all the rest of them, who want to promote her agenda. So they have often promoted the agenda by saying it, but they prefer, if they can, to just bring on a politician. The whole nation, the whole nation is not the district that AOC represents. The whole nation is not. If you live in AOC's district and you want an abortion, you'll get an abortion. You can get an abortion in five hours, three hours, one hour. Her constituents are utterly unaffected. Nancy Pelosi's constituents in San Francisco are utterly unaffected. Chuck Schumer's constituents in the entire state of New York are utterly unaffected. So these radical blue states that push infanticide... They're not prevented, shockingly, from committing, funding, and supporting mass infanticide of babies. But that's not good enough. The people in Utah must do the same thing. The people in Idaho must do the same thing. The people in Wyoming must do the same thing. The people in Kansas must do the same thing in one state after another. Why? Because AOC, who got elected by about 80,000 people, she insists that we impeach four Supreme Court justices. She's just getting started. And Biden, who's represented the smallest state, Delaware, for his entire life, no offense, he insists... That since the Supreme Court does not embrace infanticide, that it's an extremist court, it's a radical court. What do you think Abraham Lincoln would say? So my proposal in the Liberty Amendments, I think is a very, very important proposal. Three-fifths of both houses of Congress or three-fifths of the state legislatures acting within two years of a majority opinion. I suspect the left would not like that because they want the decisions that they've gotten to be upheld. And they hate the people. If the people don't go along with them, they despise them. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. We're going to move on next hour, but I am uh, really quite happy uh, with my publisher, Simon & Schuster, because American Marxism is now in Spanish, Spanish language. You can get it on Amazon.com. Now, if you're listening to me and you're bilingual in Spanish and English, and you know individuals who do not speak English well, are not literate in English, but they're voters, they're people who matter in your lives, that's why we made a copy of this book in Spanish. And it's paperback, so it's cheaper and more available. So the entire book has been translated into Spanish at my request. There's five or 10,000 copies that have been printed. If there's more necessary, great. I'm on a mission, ladies and gentlemen. Even before these polls came in about the Hispanic vote moving more and more Republican, I want people who speak Spanish to know that we're in this together. And so American Marxism is now in Spanish language on Amazon And I want to encourage as many people as possible who are bilingual or who speak Spanish, who understand what I'm saying, get copies, spread the word, particularly on this July 4th weekend. And by the way, those of you who speak only English, if you know somebody who speaks Spanish, no better book to give them than American Marxism in the Spanish language edition. See you in a moment. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. Fox News, the Biden administration misses major oil lease deadline. This administration, all right, ladies and gentlemen, 
Joe Biden is never, ever going to agree to the production of more oil, natural gas, coal, nuclear energy. Never. They are trying to starve the American people. They are throwing sand in the engine of our economy to drive this nation into their ideological grasp. What's not being reported is what I've been saying. At the same time that they're at war with all of our institutions, the Supreme Court, the Border Patrol, local police, the United States military, the list is a long one. Their number one enemy is American energy. Their number one enemy. They would rather deal with a genocidal communist regime in Venezuela. They'd rather deal with a monarchy genocidal regime in Saudi Arabia than give one inch of land, our coastline, for domestic production. To expand refineries, to build nuclear plants, to open up our coal mines. This is a fact. Representative Chuck Fleischman, Republican Tennessee. The Biden administration, by the way, did not give an explanation after it missed its own deadline to plan future oil and gas leases. Interior Secretary Deb Holland vowed during a Senate hearing on May 19 to issue a legally mandated program outlining proposed offshore lease sales, legally mandated over the next five years. On Wednesday, Interior Department spokesperson Melissa Schwartz confirmed the agency was, quote, on track, unquote, to issue the plan yesterday, Thursday. But today, Schwartz declined to comment on the delay in response to a Fox News digital inquiry. The White House did not respond to a request for comment. An announcement was slated to take place yesterday, but was pushed back for an unknown reason. Interior Secretary Deb Holland <coughs> is in charge of that building, in charge of all these lands. President Biden has hell-bent on choking off American oil and natural gas production, Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee ranking member John Barrasso of Wyoming said. Now he's failed to, follow, failed to follow the law and prepare a final five-year leasing plan by yesterday's deadline. That means the federal government will not offer any new offshore oil and gas lease sales this year. This will be the first year since 1958. 64 years ago, this has happened. Instead, the Biden administration has spent its time courting overseas dictators. Under the 1953 Outer Continental Shelf Lands Act, the Department of Interior is required to periodically issue five-year plans for offshore oil and gas lease sales. Historically, the plans have been issued on time by Democratic and Republican administrations and have included more than 10 lease sales stretching across federal waters in the Gulf of Mexico, Pacific, Atlantic, and off the coast of Alaska. 
without a plan, offshore lease sales, which produced more than 1.7 million barrels of oil per day last year, cannot be held. They're sabotaging us. And damn it, it's time to have articles of impeachment against this president. They concocted articles of impeachment against President Trump. Despite what National Review and their legal analyst has to say. But there are real reasons to impeach Biden. His failure to enforce immigration laws. His failure to enforce Title IX, which protects and promotes women's sports. His failure to follow the 1953 and 1958 oil land laws. It only gets worse. API Frank Marcharola says U.S. oil supply is not kept up since the end of the pandemic. Now, the inability of Interior to meet its own June 30th deadline of releasing the proposed program is yet another reminder of the administration failing in its statutory obligation to develop and maintain an offshore oil and gas leasing program. Interior has had 17 months to release the final program, not just the proposed program, that they promised would be out yesterday, said National Ocean Industries Association President Eric Melito. No other administration has failed in this way. Till now, every administration has recognized the critical strategic advantages of continued U.S. offshore oil and gas production that are achieved through an uninterrupted national leasing program. Since taking office, the Biden administration has held a single offshore sale, which was subsequently tossed by a federal court on environmental grounds. This is the game they play. They work with these radical Marxist organizations. The administration canceled three other sales listed in the now expired plan. So there is no hope for increasing the production of oil natural gas for increasing the production quite frankly of fertilizer that we need for our food of increasing the production of electricity that requires fossil fuels or nuclear energy to be produced there is no hope for any of this as long as Joe Biden and his fellow Marxists throughout the bureaucracy are in power. It's not going to happen. And on top of that, these radical Marxist, no-growth, anti-capitalist groups, since they can't get their legislation they want passed through Congress, are pushing what we talked about before, this ESG agenda. Environmental, social, governmental agenda. Now, Utah Treasurer Marlo Oaks, the social, environmental, and governance investing ESG. It's based on the concept that investors should use these three broad categories when evaluating where to put their money. The Securities and Exchange Commission has mandated 
that every major and mid-sized corporation in America is compelled to enshrine those requirements in its investment practices. It's unbelievable. Chip Roy, patriot, Republican from Texas. ESG investing is a woke scam. The bills, he's introduced a bill to kill it. It restricts the free flow of capital, undermines U.S. energy freedom to the benefit of our enemies, advances woke radical and gender ideologies intent on dividing the republic. West Virginia coal jobs, Nebraska agriculture jobs, Texas and Alaska oil jobs are all at risk from these policies, said Rashida Salahuddin, president of the Corporate Citizenship Project think tank. We find it appropriate that states are beginning to act to say that they don't want their investment dollars invested in causes that are detrimental to jobs and are thus divesting from firms promoting it. So these states are saying we will not do business with any companies that embrace this ESG agenda and we will not invest in ways like pension plans and so forth with any companies that do it as well. And as I said, the Securities and Exchange Commission, without any statutory authority whatsoever, is pushing a rule that would force corporations to expand radically these agendas. Expand them radically. That's why the Supreme Court's ruling drives the commies in the Democrat Party and the media nuts. Because the court said, with respect to the EPA, and this would apply to all the rest of the alphabet soup, you don't have the statutory authority to do this. And I would recommend the corporate counsel all over America, that business lawyers all over America, sue the Securities and Exchange Commission, using this recent decision, this EPA decision from yesterday, and make the point, that the SEC simply has no statutory authority whatsoever to impose the ESG agenda on any business. The Supreme Court just gave you a mighty legal basis for winning such lawsuits. But this administration has no intention of addressing the issue of inflation, of addressing the issue of gas prices, This administration covered up the fact that it was the FDA, the FDA and its actions that resulted in the shortages, the shortages of baby formula. And I'm telling you now, without fertilizer, you can't grow a hell of a lot. There's simply not enough cow crap to substitute for fertilizer. And remember, if these same radicals had their way, there'd be no cows. You wouldn't be eating meat. So let's just put their agenda together. No cops, no self-defense, no free speech, no due process if you're a conservative. No federalism, it's their way or the highway. No Supreme Court, no filibuster rule, no electoral college, no border. What do you think, ladies and gentlemen? You want to live in a hell like that? You want to live in a hell like that? Because that is only part of their agenda. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest, I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I've mentioned it before, and I discussed it last night with Maria Bartiromo. Apple CEO Tim Cook, he's no patriot. The Apple Corporation is not patriotic. So many of our corporations are not patriotic. They succeed in this country, and yet they're led by people who hate this country. And they are attracted to Marxists and fascists. It's an amazing thing. Because they can do business with them. This is from Breitbart. Apple CEO Tim Cook recently met with Chinese Communist Party members and praised China's, quote, innovative and inspiring, unquote, app developers in a cozy interview with Chinese state-owned media. Now, remember, I've talked about this and written about this, that the New York Times, their chief correspondent in Berlin was cozy with the Third Reich. Their chief correspondent in Moscow was cozy with Joseph Stalin. Another one of their writers was cozy with Castro. These corporations that have lost their moorings, which are of the left, are appalling. The Washington Free Beacon reports that Apple CEO Tim Cook met with Communist Chinese Party members and propagandists this month. Speaking from the Apple Worldwide Developers Conference, Cook praised the innovative and inspiring quote-unquote app developers of China. In an interview with China Daily, the publication is a state-owned Chinese Communist Party mouthpiece that regularly defends the government and spreads disinformation about China's genocide against Uyghur Muslims. Good job there, Tim. Now, if you own stocks, whether in a mutual fund or 401k or an IRA or whatever, you should check it and see if it includes Apple. And you can show up at their next public shareholders meeting and demand time to speak. And you should do it. And you should organize others to do it. I don't own any of their stock. I can't stand these people. This move shows Cook's readiness to compromise Apple's core values around privacy and user data in order to continue operating in communist China. Apple's previously stated its dedication to human rights and privacy in the U.S. 
while complying with Beijing's national laws around access to user data and ignoring the country's human rights record. Apple, I believe, was involved in trashing the Republican legislature in Georgia. I'm sure Apple would be all in favor of trashing the Supreme Court, promoting abortion, attacking Ron DeSantis, lying about him. But when it comes to communist China, they line up. They goose step right behind Xi. Because they're bought and paid for. They sold out, ladies and gentlemen. They don't want to do business in America. It's too expensive. You see what I'm saying? They don't believe in made in the USA. They believe made in the CCP. Representative Mike Waltz, Republican, told the Free Beacon, this further underscores the hypocrisy of corporate America, which preaches social justice at home and turns a blind eye when it comes to its profits. It's absolutely shameful an American CEO would sit down with a communist, genocide-denying propaganda rag like China Daily. And Cook noted that Apple's App Store had 5 million China-based apps, an increase from 4.4 million last year. And he praised China's developers at, quote, the cutting edge. And he said he was, quote, inspired, unquote, by their innovation. 2021, it was revealed that Apple had signed a secret deal with the devil, a $275 billion deal between the tech giant and the communist dictatorship to secure its business interests in China. Isn't it interesting? None of this is regulated. There aren't people storming the streets over this. No, ExxonMobil has to be controlled, right? And Breitbart reported on this. In 2016, Cook lobbied Chinese government officials over regulations that could threaten Apple services, including App Store, App Pay, and iCloud. He signed the deal with China during one of several visits to China that year if the Chinese regulators' actions tanked iPhone sales in the country. Memo of Understanding was created by Apple's government affairs team in China alongside China's National Development and Reform Commission to improve the company's relations with communist Chinese leaders. The deal made Apple commit to helping Chinese manufacturers build the most advanced manufacturing technologies and train workers. This is an America-hating, un-American corporation, Apple. No question about it. As so many of them are. As so many sports leagues are. I'll be right back. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest. I was nervous at first, thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Mark Levin, America's think tank. 
you can call him at 877-381-3811. I meant to hit this. Finally found it. It's a Wall Street Journal editorial. Biden's raid on the Permian Basin. That's what I said. He cannot and he will not improve our energy situation in this country. It'll only get worse and worse and worse. And this man needs to be impeached. Because he's violating federal statutes when it comes to immigration, when it comes to Title IX and women's sports, and of course when it comes to the requirement to provide a plan every five years for drilling. Biden and his aides keep saying they're doing everything they can to produce more oil and gas in the U.S. Apparently they think Americans aren't paying attention. Because his administration keeps making rule after rule to throttle production. The latest comes from the Environmental Protection Agency. They need to change the name of that damn thing. Which has announced it may soon deem parts of the Permian Basin in Texas and New Mexico in, quote, non-attainment, unquote, with its ozone standards. Green groups last spring petitioned the EPA to do this to effectively force curbs on shell fracking. Now, let's stop right there. The genius of the American created shell fracking. Decade after decade after decade, billions and billions were spent to try and figure out how to use this shell, of which we have nearly unlimited amounts in this country. And how to get the oil out of the shale. And we finally developed it. And it made our nation energy independent. And even the EPA had to admit, despite the propaganda from the left in this country, that it was not destroying water reserves underground. And much of this propaganda came from Russia, was paid for by Russia, because they didn't want America to be energy independent. But because of the stooge in the White House, because of the Marxists he surrounded himself with at the EPA, at the Interior Department, and other places, they are sabotaging, sabotaging our energy industry from within. Because that's what these Marxist bastards do. And so they keep pointing, well, it's, it's, you know, it's got to be Putin or the oil companies. It's them. Now, The Permian, this basin, is currently the most productive and cost-effective oil shale reserve in the entire United States. Ready? It accounts for 43% of all oil production in the United States. 43%. Governor Abbott said, and he wrote Biden this week, the EPA's process could interfere in the production of oil in Texas which could lead to skyrocketing prices at the pump by reducing production, increase the cost of production, or both. Your administration's announced action is completely discretionary. Thus, you have the power to stop this. I hope everybody is listening, and on this long three-day weekend, you will spread the word that we are being sabotaged. Drilling procedures... Excuse me. Drilling produces volatile organic compounds, VOC, that create ozone when mixed with nitrogen oxides from vehicles and sunshine. 
So the EPA recently started using solar-powered air sampling systems to remotely measure emissions in the Permian Basin. If EPA deems them too high, Texas and New Mexico would have to propose plans to reduce ozone, which would likely require cuts in drilling. Since the EPA doesn't have the legal authority to actually ban fracking, it's now trying to do it through this regulatory backdoor because these bums never stop. They don't care about the law. That's why the whole January 6th thing is a farce. And by the way, you'll notice Dizzy Lizzie Cheney is not representing her people of Wyoming. And I'll get to her later. They say at the Wall Street Journal, we warned about this last year. Climate activists also want EPA to tighten ozone standards to indirectly regulate carbon dioxide from fossil fuels. Now, you folks know carbon dioxide is not a pollutant. It's not to be confused with carbon monoxide. Our atmosphere is made up of carbon dioxide, water from condensation, and so forth. Without carbon dioxide, we die, actually. And so do the plants that need it to, to make oxygen so we can actually breathe. It's the science, you know. Joe Goffman, a champion of this idea, is leading EPA's Office of Air and Radiation on an acting basis, and he's in charge of ozone rules. Sure. Why not? Why not put the saboteurs in these positions? Mr. Goffman midwifed the Obama clean power plan that had sought to conscript states into a force-fed green energy grid transition until the courts killed it. A 2014 article from E&E News described Mr. Goffman as the U.S.'s EPA law whisperer, especially as teaching an old law to do new tricks. How many more tricks does he have up his sleeve to keep gas prices high, ladies and gentlemen? Biden in March formally nominated this EPA law whisperer to his current post. Biden didn't want to stop U.S. oil and gas production. He wouldn't appoint regulators whose main purpose in life is to do just that. And as Mr. Abbott noted, the governor of Texas, the president has the power to stop all of them. So when he says it's Putin or when his mouthpiece is out there and he says, you know, it's because of... uh, The oil companies and so on. Ladies and gentlemen, ask yourself a very simple question. Why do we have all these problems now we didn't before? We never relied on Russia for oil or gas. We never relied on Ukraine for grain or corn. What do you think energy independence means? And we grew in abundance of corn and wheat. We were net exporters remember in fact we had so much corn they pushed this whole ethanol thing which they're still pushing so now we're competing with ethanol for food and these damn fools have a plan for nothing a war on energy a war on capitalism a war on the on the combustion engine A war on air conditioning and heating. 
A war on the automobile. A war on single-family homes. A war on the border. A war on the currency. A war on the budget. A war on our economic system. A war in our classrooms. A war on American history. A war on binary sex. A war to brainwash our children. And anyone who gets away is obviously anti-gay. Whatever that has to do with it. A war on free speech. A war on the Second Amendment. A war on due process. You get it? But don't worry. Don't worry. There they are defending women. They just won't define what it means to be a woman. There they are defending women having destroyed Title IX. A civil rights amendment to advance women's sports. Destroyed it. There they are refusing to comply with laws that are more than half a century old in terms of producing plans for Congress when it comes to drilling. Now they're trying to figure out how to do an end run around the Supreme Court's decisions. Pack the court, they say. Pack them with Marxists. Then why have a court? AOC says impeach at least four Supreme Court justices. She tells her mob of bloodthirsty Marxists to take to the streets. So does Pelosi. So does Schumer. What a disgrace. It's going to be up to you, folks. It's going to be up to you. I got to thinking during the break, too. If you speak English and you don't know a word of Spanish, but you know people who do speak Spanish and most often speak Spanish almost exclusively, please give them a copy of American Marxism. I think this is going to be vital for this election. I really do. Many people in this country who are Hispanic have fled places like Venezuela and, of course, Cuba and other countries south of the border that are repressive, that are Marxist, that are fascistic, Nicaragua, and others, and many others, as the list is growing. And many of them came to this country to escape that, which is why I think so many more of them are leading Republican. This book, I intentionally had the publisher print thousands of copies of this book in Spanish to reach them. I am mission-oriented. That's what I am. And as long as I have a breath behind this microphone, I am mission-oriented. It's on Amazon.com. I don't know where else it is, if anywhere else, but I know it's at Amazon.com. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest. I was nervous at first, thinking... 
Well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand, the 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. So I got the publisher to print this book and to print it in paperback so to keep the cost down. And it comes out on August 2nd. It is American Marxism, 100% in the Spanish language, to try and have an impact on our culture, our society, in communities many of us may not be familiar with, but to build an army of patriots. Patriots regardless of language, regardless of background. And I'm going to need your help because I can't do this myself. If you know somebody who would benefit from this, you can pre-order your copy on Amazon.com. I'm really hoping this explodes and takes over, takes off. I really am. I really, really am. Because I think this is one of the best ideas I've ever had, and it'll set a precedent for others to do exactly the same thing. It's not good enough to just write these books in English anymore. We've got to take the next step. We need to build an army of patriots in every corner of this country. That's what we need to do. Look, I know there's going to be cynics out there who say, well, you're trying to sell. Folks, I can't write a book and not write a book. I can't have a publisher and not have a publisher. I can't ask them to expend resources to get the book interpreted, to have the book printed when paper is short, and to promote it without them making some money. I make almost nothing, if that's the concern. I want to push the mission. I need your help to push the mission. Wouldn't it be incredible, almost earth-shattering, if American Marxism, the Spanish Marxism, the Spanish language version, became a bestseller? That we were able to move it out into community after community after community, and that people would read it and join us on election day and have elections in some communities, some areas of the country. Where freedom wins the day. And you should be very, very excited about this as I am. Because we see when folks understand the choices they have before them. As they did in Virginia last November. As they did in Texas two weeks ago. Many of them, many of them will stand for liberty. Many of them will stand for American patriotism. Many of them will stand against the American Marxist. But they need to know what American Marxism is. And how it will destroy their children and their children's future. 
This is a huge community, the Hispanic community. And so many people in this community are recent immigrants who've escaped tyranny. The same kind of tyranny that is preached by the Democrat Party, the corrupt American media, and their ilk. The purpose of this book in Spanish is to make it clear who is who, regardless of what Biden says and the media propaganda machine. We can use your help. One full hour left before the three-day weekend. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. This hour, we're going to do something we never do. We're taking calls. I want to make up for all the shows I don't take calls. And I want to take calls, so... If you're a fool out there, you, you wouldn't be listening, but I wouldn't call. I would wait for Hannity next week, call that show, you know. He's my buddy, he knows how to deal with that. Me, I have very short attention span when it comes to that. Now, we have a very interesting show on Fox on Sunday at Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. They've put together what they consider to be some of the best interviews with some of the most interesting individuals. I had no say in this, by the way. So uh, I think you want to check it out. I do have a July 4th statement that I make. Why wouldn't I? But I hope you'll watch it, enjoy it. I didn't even remember some of these interviews, but they were good when you think about it. They've been on Fox now, how long, Mr. Producer? Five and a half years, something like that? It's been that long. Can you believe it? Four and a half or five and a half? I started in February. You're like the rain man on this stuff. You can't remember? All right, so we're going to take calls. Like now. Jeanette, Knoxville, Tennessee. Where are you listening to us, Jeanette, by the way, may I ask? I am currently just leaving Home Depot. Not oh, now. yes. And, uh, I've been very anxious to talk to you and Thank congratulate you. you on what I think is a very fine idea. What's that? 
I have been watching all the people coming up from South America and, you know, talking with people. I've um, got the idea that maybe, I don't know, maybe 70% or so of them are Christians with Christian values, and that means conservative values. And I love the idea of taking Soros money and um, having them spend it on our uh, potential voters. Well, I'm not touching that guy or his money because I don't want to get a rash. That said, I am, uh, I've decided we have a lot of people in this country who are here legally, too. And I think the, the ones who are voting Democrat are voting against the best interests of their community and the best interests of this country because Marxism doesn't cut it. And it's, 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 it is a growing cancer in this country. And I think if we can uh, take the opportunity to reach out to as many people as we can. Look, I still support securing the border and all the rest of it. That's not my point. But people who are here and who can vote here and can influence communities here, uh, I don't think we should ignore them. I think we should reach out to them. And this is my way to do it. Get them a copy of American Marxism. Now, it took a while because it's a fairly substantial book with a lot of endnotes to get it interpreted into proper Spanish, but it is. And with the endnotes, it's 350 pages long. If you don't count the endnotes, it's 312 pages long. It's in perfect Spanish, and it's available on Amazon now. I don't know how to get this out other than to speak on this show, but this is an English-language show. So people who know people who are Hispanic... Obviously, I will give it to those people. I know people who are Hispanic, too. But there's 14 and a half million listeners to this program. And if everybody knows one person who speaks pretty much only Spanish or knows other people who do, this is the way that we move the needle. This is the way we get ground forces going. This is the way we have armies for liberty and capitalism and get to people who need to be gotten to before the left gets to them in our classrooms and these phony front groups. Anyway, go ahead, Jeanette. I'm sorry. Okay, now that's okay. I'm, you know, don't be afraid of my comments. I'm, I am very much a conservative, very much um, against the open borders. No, I know. And everything, but, you know, given, what, given what's happening and everything, legal or not legal, you know, people don't know if they're, you know, people they run into that are Hispanic are legal or not. Right. You're exactly right. But let's get the book in their hands. Exactly. I think it is a fantastic way. And, it's, uh, you know, you're recognizing a trend. And um, uh-huh. I, I believe that the conservative movement very much as um, in favor of their lifestyle, what they want. Let me, let me tell you the truth. I pushed to have this in Spanish even before that November election in Virginia. I said, why aren't we need to reach people? And then I see that election. I see people moving over to their... I said, we should embrace this. Embrace it. All right, Jeanette. Thank you, my friend. You're terrific. Sean in Libby, Montana, XM Satellite. Sean, go right ahead, please. Well, good Lord, Ard. Thank you so much for 
uh, for being there for us uh, to keep our, our morale up. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that you're right on the money there with uh, with your book uh, in Spanish. I my uh, to the call screener. I was talking about uh, perhaps you should advertise this in Spanish, but uh, you've already answered that question. Where the neighbor? Well, they uh, are going to do some of that, but I don't. I don't know where to go. Me personally, if you know what I mean. But personally speaking, I, I feel like you're uh, John Wayne of uh, knowledge and uh, in our morale and ethics in this country and uh wow that's just nice incredible you. that uh, that you're well you are you are just right up there with john wayne as far as i'm concerned uh but the other thought is is that in terms of getting the uh, the message across uh to the spanish people when they come across the border how come in the republican counties they don't put up billboards saying vote republican and you'll get true freedom uh, and also have billboards uh, uh, addressing the military. You want to, you want your family protected. You want a job. You want your American citizenship. Join the military and have billboards across the southern border. Yes, and uh, and have them. Anybody can, that can walk or march two thousand miles is definitely uh, military material. Infantry for sure. Yes, sir. I was in the Marine. All right, Sean. You were in the Marine. Say that again. I spoke over you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. In the Marine Corps, seven years uh, in recon, and uh, wow. I know that these people—a majority of these people—were are decent people, and they just need a chance to prove themselves. And I think mm-hmm. the military is a great way to do that. And I wish the military put up billboards uh, advertising their. Well, this uh, military thing. won't. They won't put up billboards saying that. The billboards they'll put up: uh, "Join the Marines and get uh, genital sur- surgery." All right, Sean, thank you for your call, my friend. What was the commercial the Marines it used to be? I mean, I had a lot of family members who were in the Marines. Uh, I forget, those great commercials. You don't even see them anymore, do you? The Marines. You don't even see them anymore. I guess they're too... The few, the proud, the Marines. That's right. That's right. They've, they're ruining the Marines. The few, the proud, the Marines. Now it's the few, the proud, and genital surgery if you want it. It's really unbelievable what's going on here. Let's go to Gregory. Speaking of hot, Yuma, Arizona, XM Satellite. Gregory, how are you, sir? Great, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. 20-year listener, first-time caller, like Sebastian Gorka would say in that accent. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what's going on today with that lease lease oil deal. It all goes back to a pattern. During the pandemic, Fauci's pandemic, we shut down all of the car rental agencies because they couldn't rent a car. So they sold off the fleet, laid off employees, figuring they could just buy new cars. And by the way, you can't get rental cars anymore. It's very difficult. Right. Well, you can't get a chip. And so they couldn't buy a new fleet. So actually, nobody can buy a new car because there are no chips. So we can't buy cars anymore. And then the airline industry, they got subsidized by the government, but they took the money and decided to lay off the employees and sell off the aircraft. And so now we have cancellations. And today Mm -hmm. we have the leases and the oil 
that we can't lease anything for five years, but the government may give out five leases over that five-year period, but mm-hmm. they don't have to. So the investors dry up, the employees get laid off, and the equipment gets sold off to South America or wherever. And so mm-hmm. we're right back to just, it's a war on carbon energy, and we're losing. It's a war on the American worker. It's a war on the American middle class. It's a war on the American suburbs. It's a war on our uh, southwestern states. They're just turning this country inside out. That's what they're doing. Absolutely what they're doing. Thank you for your call, Gregory. We'll be right back. Lovin. This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Let's go to Eric, New York City, the great XM satellite. Eric, how are you, sir? Hey, uh, Mark, Mark, it is an honor to talk to you. Oh, my God. Thank, Thank you. you. Don't speak. Mark, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Um, I'm a first-time call. It is an honor to talk to you. We, we got to, we're Trump Democrats, but we got to enjoy Rush the last few years. I guess we'd been previously drinking the Kool-Aid, but it was, yeah. uh, he, you know, and when he... All right, slow down. Honor, you so know, you, were, you were Democrats. You were Democrats, and now... You listen to Rush and you switched, right? Yeah. Yep. Common Beautiful. Sense. Common sense. I mean, yeah. You know, I keep telling myself, was I in a cult? Was I in a cult? But, um, but, but, <laughs> um, the, the 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 liberals, uh, the liberals will not find this. Uh, you will not be happy about this kind of diversity. Put in your book in Spanish. You're going to get calls. But see, yeah. You know, you that's real care care about the country and that diversity. You know, I'm I'm a first generation American. My mother's Cuban. You know, so you're gonna, this book will save lives, literally. People will read it, and, you well, know, thank you. Uh, be in the cult, you know, maybe not at all. You know, so but thank spread you the word, Eric. You spread right the word. Now, October 12th. October 12th. Your show October 2nd. That's oh, October 12th. Yeah. No, no. Of last year. Of last year. That best yeah. of. You have to, that, that was, you were on fire. Yeah. So thank you so all much. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you, buddy. Take care. October 12th. I don't remember what that was, Rich. We'll have to check that out. We'll have to check that out, I think. He does. That's good. Terry, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, my hometown, the great WPHT. Go right ahead, please. Mark, Yellow. thanks for your, what you do. Thank I, you. I just saw today in the Philadelphia Inquirer a mob guy in Philly got convicted under the RICO statute. Yeah, that's okay. the first there. One person. 
where is the RICO statute for all the drug dealers and all the shooting people? Where's that? Can you tell me? I don't know what the hell they're doing. No, you're exactly right, Terry. I don't see these aggressive prosecutions unless you're a trespasser on the Capitol grounds or you have some relationship to the Trump administration. Other than that, I'm not seeing a lot. Are you? No, I'm not. And I want to thank you for what you do. Well, what I'm going to do in an hour is get a steak sandwich. You want to thank me for that? (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm a Philly guy. That's what I eat. Steak sandwiches. I can't help it. All right, Terry. Thanks, buddy. Good call. Let's continue. Let's see here. Uh, Let's go to Mike. Los Angeles, California, as we move from one end of the country to the other. The great KRLA, 870, the answer. Go right ahead, please. Well, sir. Mikey. Yes, sir. You might want to to rethink that steak sandwich because Uh China bought our meat our meat. In 2013, during the Obama administration, and then in Wait a minute, bought our meat. What do you mean? You mean meat Correct. plants? They bought Smithfield. Oh, Smithfield. Now you're right yeah. in Virginia. Yeah. No, that's true. They in did. 2013. Yeah. And Unbelievable. Then in 2017, they bought California's largest meat plant. And what other reason would they be doing that for if they are really preparing for war by stockpiling the meat? Because you can freeze, freeze dry Mm -hmm. meats for a very long time. Mm hmm. Well, I do think that they are preparing for war against us. I really do. As you know, I said that a couple of weeks ago. I really do. I don't I don't think it's a great thing, but I think they are preparing for war against us. So they ought to be prevented from buying anything. Thank you for your call, Mike. Appreciate it, buddy. Let's go to Chip Alexandria, Virginia, the great WMALW mall. Go right ahead. Yellow. Chip, are you there? Okay, let's move on. Jared. The great WSKY. I never heard of Capri Coral. Hey, how's it going? I'm okay. How are you? Cape, Cape Coral. Cape Coral, Southwest Florida. Cape Coral. Now that I've heard of. Uh, Mr. Call Screener, you're setting oh, me yeah. up. Go ahead. How's it going there, Mr. Levin? Uh, I Very love well. your show. I love what you do and how you run it. You know, you're, it's, it's just great what you're doing, and thank you. Thank um, you, sir. I want to say I, I I also love that little music cut that you did there in the beginning that really uh, calmed me down for a minute. That's why I do it. Calms uh, me down too, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, anyway, so I just wanted to touch on you know the energy is one thing you've been talking about a lot lately. These gas prices that everybody's going mm-hmm. through, and mm-hmm. it almost feels as if we're being forced into you know going electric. Uh, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, do you agree with me? Absolutely, and, uh, 100%. So, you know, and, and nobody, everybody can't afford to, you know, jump into these $60,000 an average uh, for these cars. And, and I, Chad, I, where's all this electricity coming from? Right. 
exactly, you know, and it takes electricity to, to, to run those plants to make those cars. So. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, and I it takes fossil fuels, uh, fuel and nuclear power uh, to make the electricity. Right. And so, Mr. Biden, I mean, if you, if you really want to go there, you know, the money that we're throwing at Ukraine and, and God don't worry about that. everywhere Listen, else. It's not the money that we're throwing. It's the regulations that that are destroying energy independence. They're preventing people from drilling and producing. I'll be right back. You can call us now at 877-381-3811. And the liberal contact number is 877-381-3811. If you've always wanted to call in and get on the radio program with me, now is the time. I mean, all the lines are full, but I mean, now's the time to try. Because we don't do this that often for an entire hour of the program. Maybe I should, but there's just so much to address. Biden's inflation is a complete disaster, and it's getting worse. He might call Putin's inflation. We need to call Biden's inflation. Food shortages, supply chain issues, soaring fuel prices. Are these the new normal? He says they are. Let's take a uh, call here. Danny, Corpus Christi, Texas, XM Satellite. How are you, Danny? I'm great, Mark. Uh, last time I talked to you, to you, you silenced me with your brilliance, but I've been educated <laughs> since then, so thank you. <laughs> well, you're uh, welcome. Hey, you are so so dead on with this. Uh, I, I'm down here, and I told the call screener, I work in South Texas in public housing, and it's majority, you know, of elderly senior hispanic and right. i've watched over the last year and i talked to him every day you know from an 80 20 you know they were a hardcore democrat to it's almost shifted the other way 70 30 they are disgusted with their party so mm-hmm. it is an awesome time to reach out and, and and if republicans don't seize this moment they're they're idiots so i you know what i can't wait for the rnc and uh, mitch mcconnell to put his teeth in his mouth and to uh, speak to these folks and so forth. I just do it myself. I can't work through the establishment or their bureaucracy. But it's out there now. American Marxism in Spanish. I mean, I feel like if we get one of these here, one over here, one over here, and they start reading it in these various communities, maybe it'll really pick up. Maybe it won't, but I hope it does, and I hope it makes a huge, huge difference, not just in November, but forevermore. All right, Danny, thank you, my friend. God bless you, sir. Richard, Tri-Cities, Washington State. Uh, How are you, sir? Thank you. I am doing very well. KTTH country. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I am content. And I agree with Danny. Republicans, conservatives, carpe diem. Yeah. Seize the day. Yes. Okay. I... I, I take it upon myself, without the help of my government, to defund the Chinese whenever I can, the Chinese military. I don't buy Chinese. Look at the dang tags, folks, mm. and then choose whether you want to send money by buying Chinese products. No, you're right. You're hey. right. I agree 100%. Love you, Mark. I got a whole lot more to say, but I want to give it up to some other people that probably have a, they want to squeeze in too. 
All right, Richard. Good call, buddy. Thank you. Let's go to Christine, Middletown, Connecticut, the great WABC. Go right ahead. Hi, good evening, sir. I happen to be a conservative trans woman. Yeah. And I'm totally against LGBT issues being taught in public schools. And I can't stand the idea of a minor age child being receiving medical treatment for gender confusion. You're so right. And yet you don't really have a voice out there, do you? No, because the alphabet soup zealots, uh, they've been really coming after me lately, too. Really? Because it's yeah. really about politics, isn't it? Isn't that the bottom line? Yes. Uh, I'll give you an example, too. Um, I'm an LGBTQIA commissioner in my city, and I met all the Connecticut top um, politicians, and it was Blumenthal that blackballed me a month ago when I simply gave him a hug at our city when he came back for our parade with our Governor Lamont. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Richard Blumenthal, you gave him a hug and he blackballed you? Yeah, then when he came Why? back to the parade a couple of days later, um, they wouldn't. We were in the same staging area as we led the um, our city's parade. They wouldn't come. When, they wouldn't come within ten feet of me, and we're and there weren't that many of us. See, but why? But it's um, because I'm conservative. I don't follow their narratives. That's exactly I'm right. I'm for closed borders. I'm for criminal control. <laughs> hmm. Well, I want to thank you. I want to thank you. Call again, okay? Thank you very much, sir. Thank you for what you do. All right. You take care. Our buddy Ivan used to be in Maryland. Now he's in Florida. Miramar Beach, Florida, XM Satellite. Ivan, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fine, Mark. I I love you to death, Mark. Always have, always will. You're you're, you're my guy. Mark, I got two two quick points that I'd like for you to comment on. I got more than that, but I I know you don't have time. But the first one is, Mark, I'm, I'm afraid we're going to forget what happened in Virginia, Mark. Democrats, mm-hmm. you know, they're after our kids. Whatever kids they can't kill in the womb, they're indoctrinating um, with gender confusion, racial equity, forcing kids to be vac- vaccinated with or without parental consent, teaching mm-hmm. kids to change sexes without parental consent. And the v- Virginia parents said, H, no, you won't take our kids. And, you know, Mark, gas, inflation, illegals, and all of that, all of the above, they're all critical. But if we can't get riled up about our kids that they're trying to steal the next, the next generation, Mark, we may as well surrender. That's my first uh, point. Ivan, and I, I, got, I, I think real... we are. I think we are. I want to I read something to you um, and to the whole country. And my wife just sent me this because she is uh, with uh, America First Legal. This is Fox. Virginia father says enough is enough. These parents in Loudoun County are unbelievable. They are fighters. They're an example to the whole country. After Loudoun County, Virginia schools sued for corruption of children. This is for your information, Ivan, as well as everybody else's. A Loudoun County father told the Faulkner Focus Friday that a new lawsuit against the public school district was brought because parents feel corruption of children, quote unquote, is still ongoing says, I'm a father of five children who've gone through the school system, and I'm involved in local business and different aspects of governance in our area. And I don't think anyone back in 2019, when this board was elected, saw this coming in the insidiousness of the equity agenda and how it's actually played out, Loudoun County parent Clint Thomas said. 
He said thousands and thousands of other parents, teachers, concerned citizens, and stakeholders in Loudoun County are saying enough. The conservative America First Legal Foundation, through its Center for Legal Equality, filed a lawsuit against Loudoun County Public Schools, quote, for the district's, uh, let's see here, systemic and egregious moral corruption of children and its deliberate and almost gleeful violations of parental rights to control the upbringing of their children. They said parents across the country should be shocked and horrified to see a once respected school system systematically destroyed, all because the school system believes that it is more of a right than parents to tell a captive audience of students what they must believe, said their press release. Fortunately, as we have seen, there are no parents with more courage, more fight, and more rock-solid dedication to their children than in Loudoun County, Virginia. And they have had enough. They've had enough with the bathroom policies. They say policy 80-40, regulation 80-40. The group said compels student speech, forces young children to use bathrooms and locker rooms with members of the opposite sex, and keeps parents in the dark when their children lead a double life as a different gender during school hours. And uh, Gene Hamilton, American First Legal Vice President, told host Julie Banderas that Virginia parents have the fundamental liberty interest to control the upbringing, moral instruction, and education of their children. But what happens when schools like what we're seeing in Loudoun County, Virginia, are violating that fundamental right of the parents while also threatening the right and putting parents in a position where they have to choose? Do I want to be able to continue to control the upbringing of my kids, or do I want to continue to receive this free education? That is the choice. They should not be forced to make that choice, and that's why we're bringing the lawsuit. What do you think of that, Ivan? Mark, we have to fight for our kids. They are after the next generation, Mark. They, no, I they, agree, they, but they, I'm saying, I'm saying, I agree with you 100%. But the reason I read that is to inspire that all you folks in all these school districts, there's about 15 school districts, 15,000, excuse me, school districts across the country. This is the sort of thing that you need to do. Ivan, I got to run. I apologize. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I really, it really upsets me to tell you this, but the Reagan Library no longer represents Ronald Reagan. If you want a representation of Ronald Reagan, it's the Reagan Ranch, which is owned by Young Americans for Freedom, which is run by Scott Walker, a patriot. Like so many of these great institutions and foundations, uh, the Reagan Library now has been basically taken hostage by the Never Trumpers and the Rhinos. The chairman of the board, now that Nancy Reagan has passed away, is, in my view, utterly out of control. He's the CEO of the Washington Post. And they approved of Liz Cheney speaking yesterday there, and the audience was filled with sycophants and never-Trumpers and rhinos. Of course, the media won't tell you that. The media will tell you she got a standing ovation. Liz Cheney knows nothing about Ronald Reagan. She and her family opposed Ronald Reagan. They supported Gerald Ford. They supported Bush. And there she is, making the most unhinged, emotionally over-the-edge allegations at the Reagan Library. 
And she set foot there, and she tainted that place. So if you want to learn about Reagan, the true Reagan, go to the place that he loved. The Reagan Ranch that he owned with his wife. Where he would go for solace. But I deeply regret to tell you, the Reagan Library does not represent Reagan anymore. That speech given by Cheney should have been given at the George W. Bush Library or the Gerald Ford Library, but certainly not the Reagan Library. And so you Reaganites out there, I'm sorry, many of you volunteer there. Enough is enough. They tainted and destroyed another institution. America, in your honor, go!
folks, don't forget a special Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. If you can't watch it live, please DVR it. I know you're going to love it. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, and our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Smokey and Gigi. Good night, Indy. Good night, my little Barney. America, have a fantastic Independence Day weekend. Remember what it's for, as I know you will. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. Good night, Joe. All great patriots. God bless you, America.